0: Welcome back This is the h and Podcast I'm going to start things off with one statement We are closer to 2050 than 1990 Just think about that for a second We're in the future I'm your host Herb Thank you guys for coming back I was thinking about it earlier. We are almost in September of 2022. Where the fuck is time going, guys? The other day I read this online. We are closer to 2050. Than 1990 it just doesn't seem right it doesn't it doesn't feel right when you when you really think that unless you're a teacher and you're sitting there and you're writing the dates down every single day or something you kind of forget what date it is you know so you don't really process it when you really stop and think holy fuck it's been over 30. For 1990 and we're less than 30 away from being in 2050 that is nuts guys we're about to be in the fucking future so like i said i uh i hope you guys are pondering that but um we're in the fucking future man so round of applause i'm your host Ard. this is uh the HNS podcast urban society and like i said 25 and uh 28 years from now this podcast will still be around. Because, um, it's the way things work, you know. It's the way things work. Legendary. And speaking of legendary, you guys are probably wondering why the hell I started the podcast off with this song in the background, right? we for a second. Push these off me like... If you guys are wondering why We started the podcast off with Silent Hill By Kendrick Lamar and Kodak Black Off of the Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers album It's because of one reason and one reason alone Let's get this man a round of applause Earlier this week We actually got to go see The Big Steppers tour it came to Kansas City last minute i you know i never bought the tickets in advance but like leading up to the show i kept saying you know what i'm going to go i'm going to go buy it i'm going to go buy it the day of i'm going to go buy it the day of bam days of day of comes up i saw decide, i decided you know what i'm going to go drive over there at the very least i'm going to see how big the line is and maybe i'll pop up to the box office and uh, ask if they're selling some tickets or not Turns out they did. They had a couple left. It wasn't an entirely sold-out show, but I believe by the end of the night it was. And um, we we managed to score some tickets, and there were actually really good seats. They weren't too far up. You know, they're actually in the seaters, so we weren't GA. We weren't close to the stage. But the view was perfect. It wasn't center, so we weren't all the way to the back, so maybe the acoustics would have been better. But man, the uh, the show itself was amazing. So once again, shout out Kendrick Lamar, shout out Baby Team, shout out uh Lon. I believe that's the name. Those three individuals put on a hell of a show. The Kendrick Kendrick Lamar set from from the moment that the the cube came down and everything was revealed to how you know they incorporated the two stages and then eventually the other cube and guys, if you guys haven't seen any footage of like Kendrick Lamar's tour right now live do yourself a favor and potentially try to make it out to a concert I, I don't know how many I think oh actually I do know because um, another shout out I actually copped some Kendrick Lamar merch, and this is some badass motherfucking merch started seeing people around town the following day wearing it as well I just stopped by and said yo yeah, what up you're at the show I saw your merch and i like yup Big, big ups big ups but anyways he's halfway through the tour so he's about to be performing for a minute so guys if you have the um the income and you happen to be in a city or you don't mind traveling to go see Kendrick Lamar show i highly recommend it because like i said all three of the individuals that had a show going on that night or a uh, set killed it they fucking killed it so That was, uh, that's pretty much a little recap of what I did over the weekend, you know, check that out. Oh, another thing that I checked out over the weekend. Hey, big motherfucking shout-outs to, uh, what's his name, Brad Pitt? For his role in the movie Bullet Train? Yo, I know you guys have seen the ads for this. They say it's the biggest movie out right now. It's amazing. It's actually really fucking good. I recommend it. You know, um... It was directed by, was it David Leash? So, I don't know if you guys know that name, if that rings a bell, if that makes you think anything, but want to hear the cast? Well, shit, you got Brad Pitt, Bad Bunny, Aaron Tyler Johnson, Joey King, David Leash himself, Sandra Bullock, and more. Way more. So, look, it's a good-ass movie. The storytelling, the way it's shot, the editing, the everything, everything. Do yourself a favor. Go check out Bullet Train. That is one hell of a movie. So, that's kind of what I did. I mean, this whole weekend, shit, yeah, Kung Fu Kenny. Well, I guess in this role, he's not really Kung Fu Kenny. He's Oklahoma. But, you know, we had Kendrick. We had some bullet train. It's a good-ass motherfucking weekend. It's a good weekend. But, it wasn't all good for everybody. You guys are ready to hear some crazy shit. Check this out. Apparently the game is in a beef right now, again, with Eminem, right? And I kinda like both of them. You know, they both influence me. I listened to them at the same time back then, and I still listen to them probably the same amount. I'm not saying they're one of the artists that are in my heavy rotation, but I like them both the same, if you if that makes sense. Um well they're Eminem's beefing. Or the game is beefing with uh Eminem. And um I guess it all started leading up to the album that was dropping this weekend or something with a song called Black Slim Shady or something like that. Where people are just fucking clowning his ass and they're saying, Dude, you made a song that's supposed to be a diss to Eminem, but then you literally make like the perfect homage, like a tribute song to Eminem. It's like this isn't a this is not how disses work. I mean, I guess lyrical version of it, but this is pretty dope. It, it it actually... It shows more fandom to me than it shows kind of like hatred. It's very creative. And uh, if anything, shit. Big shout out to The Game for that one, man. Honestly. But his record now is being clowned on pretty fucking bad. It's called Dramatic. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but... um, I decided to check it out a little bit. There's actually one song that stood out. Not, not out of the 30, but, you know, one song that I... Because I haven't, I haven't heard the whole record yet, okay? It's, it's not a bad record. But it's uh, it's kind of being shed on a little bit because they're saying that one song by Eminem off of, his, off of his project that came out, you know, it's Curtain Calls 2, I believe. It's called Is This Love. It was like the leading single. They're saying that song alone has more streams than the entire dramatic project. Ah, that's that's kind of It hurts, man. It hurts. And I don't know if it's entirely true, you know. You also got you got um the song Easy, you know, featuring Kanye West, which was I guess the leading single up to this record. You know, that that one's out as well. So, but I don't know. Maybe maybe some songs on Curtain Call too, really do have more streams. I mean, it's, it'd be interesting to uh, to see the stats. I don't necessarily have the stats. I usually just refer to who's in the top five. But Eminem songs right now, people are just going back to the old records, man. People are really fucking with everything except maybe like the new one with Juice World. But it's four most streamed songs, classics. So, yeah, I mean the games out here trying to shit on, trying to shit on M. And, uh, it's not looking good. His record apparently debuted, like, only 18,000, which, I don't know if that means anything to you guys who don't really know music, but to only have 18,000 sales the first week, usually people get, like, you no know, in the 90s, 80s, 100s, 200s, the mega stars get, like, 300, 400s. Uh, this is a little, it's a little bit, so, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. But man, speaking of speaking of not looking good, I don't know if you guys have even heard this podcast. I don't know if you guys listen. But the last podcast, the last episode, or maybe two episodes ago, I, I brought up the AI rapper that was signed, right? I don't know if you guys remember that. But it was a, a rapper named FN Mecca. And on that episode, I had told you guys how it's not necessarily... Him being signed. You know, it's kind of like whoever the programmer is behind it. The guy running the image. Well, it turns out that that exact thing... Landed him in some fucking heats Not too long ago. A couple days ago. So, here's the deal. The guy behind FN Mecca... Happens to be a white programmer. Coder, whatever you call it. And, um... Apparently, the rapper is supposed to be a black rapper who says, you know? So, this guy's getting in trouble because he's got his little AI saying and he can't say. So, if the programmer got caught, do you guys think this is I mean, is it right? I mean, he, at the end of the day, he did make an avatar, but his avatar saying? <laughs> so then, <laughs> you know, it, I don't know. I don't know. This is, it's a hot topic. It's a hot debate. Because, um, I know, at least in the Latin community, almost everyone says. I don't personally say. I mean, except right now. I'm saying for the sake of the episode. But I don't know. Apparently, this guy got unsigned. <laughs> this guy got unsigned already. He was signed for like what seven days? It's, it's ridiculous. And here, if you guys, if you guys want to check this out, there was a letter that was sent to him by a group called Industry Blackout. Or at least that's who signs it, all right? So we're going to check this out, because they don't like that he says it. So this is how it starts. Dear Capital Records, It has come to our attention that your company has decided to partner with the factory new on signing the artificially designed rapper FN Mecca. And guys, I'm not exaggerating. There's a little button on it that you can kind of play it. I don't want to play it right now, but it it reads it for you. This is how they said it. While we applaud innovation and tech that connects listeners to music and enhances the experience, we find fault in the lack of awareness and how offensive this caricature is. It is a direct insult to the black community and our culture. An amalgamation of gross stereotypes, appropriative mannerisms that derive from black artists, complete with slurs infused in lyrics. Yo. They're not wrong. But they're not done. This digital effigy is a careless abomination and disrespectful to real people who face real consequences in real life. For example, Gunna, which, these guys are cooking, man. These guys are cooking, right? Shout out Gunna. A black artist who is featured on a song with FN Mecca is currently incarcerated for rapping the same type of lyrics this robot mimics. Whoo! Listen, listen. This is gonna get get us into a good conversation. You guys are cooking. All right? It says The difference is your artificial wrapper will not be subject to federal charges for such. For your company to approve this shows a serious lack of diversity and resounding amount of tone-deaf leadership. This is simply unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Yeah. We demand this partnership be terminated, a formal public apology be issued, FN Mecca removed from all platforms. Furthermore, All monies spent by Capitol Records and factory new for this project will be allocated to charitable organizations that directly support Black youth and artists, as well as marketing budgets for Black artists signed to Capitol Records. We look forward to your response and compliance. Sincerely, Industry Blackout. God damn! Listen, guys. They made action happen. This motherfucking caricature is done. donezo, Taken down. And listen, now let's get into the argument. Because they said some true fucking shit. They're saying, if this character can come out here and just, you know, you guys can make money off of this. And it's all of its mannerisms are directly derived from artists who are being affected by it and are getting thrown in jail. That's not... That can't be good. That's not right. But, what if the goal is to eventually get everybody to kind of just maybe not make music that can get people thrown in prison? And this... I mean, fuck, man. This is fucked up because the the guy who programmed it is white, right? So it's like if you're going to make that style of music, maybe make it artificial, don't have anybody with real life consequences behind it. But then comes in question who's programming those. So this this wouldn't have been as as bad if the programmer would have been a black gentleman. If it was like Idris from fucking Slads or S Labs, this wouldn't have been as bad, okay? But it's because it's a white gentleman making this. It's, it's, it's culture vulturing. To a motherfucking T. Like to the most. To the most. Because like. To do it in the way like Takashi did. He ended up having to suffer real life consequences. To do it like this. You're completely. Protected. From any, any, any repercussions. Except for the fact that now. The internet took his ass down. But you know who, who who's to say? You know, this guy can come back with a white caricature, make him more aggressive, and then would it I mean new company name, but Oh, this is this is the beginning of the future, guys. This is a very, very, very good response to something very real, and they tied it in to like Gun and YSL and all the individuals being affected right now in Atlanta. But this is the beginning of the conversation for the fucking future. What does this say about everybody's... Like, if we're going to start having real-life consequences for everybody's AIs and everybody's avatars, and, man, this is... This is a hot debate. I think... (laughs) Capital Records, Capital Music... The people involved with creating this avatar and signing in, just the whole idea behind having this be a viable thing, like, like hell yeah, that's an option. We could, yeah, fuck yeah, we're gonna sign an AR. Artist. This is per, this is a crazy conversation, and I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. You know, this, like, it's 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 a hot debate right now. Like I said, you know, because okay, um, it's a white gentleman behind. The character behind the coding, behind the marketing, everything, right? But what if, what if it was potentially, you know, um black execs on Capitol Records that said, "Oh fuck yeah," you know, does that still stand? I mean, is that? It's just that's because the real question, the real debate is, should that even be a style of music that people should be making? Like, at the end of the day, yes, right, because. Self expression, but then, if you happen to be living the life that you are writing, and end up facing repercussions because of that, that's not necessarily on the music, though. You know, and this is just—it's multiple conversations in one right now with this whole with this whole situation with F and Mecca, and then nobody's even talking about the AI. You know what? Did the AI decide what to do? You know, what if it's the AI's decision? What if the programmer just gave this thing sentience and then said, um, all right, first, first thing you have to, first task you got to do, whatever it named it, Siri, FN, it probably named it FN right before it was Mecca. Unless it called it FN Mecca. Maybe I could see something like that. FN Mecca. And then it wakes up, you know, kind of like when you say Siri or Google and shit. FN Mecca starts listening. Hey, design your own avatar. Bam. Is the AI racist? This is three conversations, man. This is. What does this mean for the future of, of music and art and expressionism? How advanced is the state of AI? And. I mean, I guess the other one was just, you know, is is it the fact that it was a white man behind it, the cause? You know, what if it was a white, uh, uh, a black, you know, coder, a black, you know, uh, designer of this AI? It's, this is tricky, man. This is tricky, because this whole thing is just very, it's funny, and it's going to go by the wayside. But I don't feel like it should. I feel like this, there's definitely a conversation to be had here. And uh, perhaps if anybody wants to come have a deeper conversation about this, this could be um, a preview of the future. Because let's say next week, a a girl who makes you know singer songwriter music creates a really you know a hot avatar that people would like ends up becoming like the next Betty Boop cross with like the Tomb Raider lady, you know, Laura Croft, and people really really fan over an avatar, right? Because this happened. I mean, we have fucking people who who like uh, you know. The what's it called hentai and stuff and there's a lot of fan art and shit um, so what if what if like a singer songwriter girl ends up making a super you know attractive AI thingy people end up falling in love with it and she ends up fucking one day coming out in like cornrows you know are people gonna wanna try to shut her down you know what I'm saying? Because she's appropriating hairstyles and what she kind of starts using rap. and, But it's the AI, you know? It's like, I don't know. This is a, such a crazy conversation. That people aren't thinking. They're not talking about this enough, guys. Like, this is literally the future. We're about to do this shit. Like, having Travis and all of them do their virtual concerts and Fortnite, all that stuff that's going on right now. That's all practice, man. That's all practice. The future is these conversations so what does this mean for the future how does law come into play in like the metaverse are there people out there right now who are studying going to law school for metaverse law is that a thing there's so many crazy conversations being had right now i mean it's just um I don't know. I I kind of I I kind of kind of funny, or I <laughs> I find it kind of funny. I find it kind of funny that uh, nobody's talking about Mecca. Nobody's talking about FM Mecca, and just the the implications towards the future. I mean, because like I said earlier, guys. All right, I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it again. Okay, we are. Closer to 2050 than 1990. That means literally the future is around the corner. This is... We're not... We're not ready for this. We're not having conversations about the future as much as we probably should. You know, it's... um, It's been pretty nuts. I don't know how true this is since I'm speaking about the future and robots and AI and all that bullshit. Apparently there was this robot thing, right? It was called Hitchbot. And it, it used... Uh, human kindness to travel the world it it relied solely on strangers picking it up and then leaving it behind for other travelers to take it somewhere and drop it off and it did that it did it across canada in 26 days and successfully even made it through germany but they said that in the u.s it attempted to travel from salem massachusetts to san francisco california But it only lasted two weeks before it was found armless on the streets of Philadelphia. What. The. Fuck. That sounds kind of like Philadelphia. God damn, dude. I mean, we're not ready for the future, man. Maybe there's other countries out there that are a little bit more well-equipped. You know, I imagine like, you know, like Japan maybe thailand china a bunch of those other countries that are already that you kind of see already in media there's a lot of you know futuristic things about them you know it's always they've always kind of had a little bit more i guess a progressive lifestyle when it came to like design uh human uh innovation and like ingenuity like i remember i always used to see like these little gadgets and stuff that they would make and they're pretty useful and i'm like sometimes i'm like do i really need that gadget but the fact that they got it it's like they're they're very creative right so i imagine they're a lot more uh accepting and and ready and they i don't know they'll they'll survive in the future but here in america i don't think i don't think we will man i don't think we will there's too many people with antiquated thoughts and ways of being and i don't think we will man I, everybody here's just I mean, besides having like the iPhone and stuff, I don't know. Our houses are old. Everybody for the most part is kinda struggling. There's a big wealth divide here in the in the US. You know, we're um we might have like the best you know, new cars maybe and stuff, but not everybody out here's driving Teslas, you know, no we don't have the I just, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If we're necessarily as ready to adopt what the future is coming with as much as other countries. And you know, with that comes these conversations of like AI and shit. But I don't know. That's just, that's just, that's just me. I'm rambling at this point, guys. But yeah, um, speaking of rambles, actually, uh, two things I wanted to get to. You guys know before I, I finish on. Uh, before I finish the podcast at all, I gotta mention some kind of Kanye news, right? Well, shout out to motherfucking Kanye because he keeps getting backlash for the Yeezy Gap things where he's pulling up and he's having people just kind of shop for their clothes out of bags. And they're saying, oh, this is, you know, this is derogatory. Or this is uh, this is fucked up. He's making fun of homelessness. And, you know, fuck it. Fuck all that. You know, I think it's very futuristic. It's a new it's a new way of just doing shit. It cuts it's cut corners, man. Fuck it, man. As a businessman, that's pretty intelligent. But... There's a remix that he's also dropping, apparently, on this project by DJ Khaled. I think it's coming out this weekend, actually, called uh, God Did, or if you're Khaled, God Did. But the song's called Use This Gospel, and it's a remix featuring none other than the guy we're talking about for like the good fucking five, six minutes, a couple minutes ago, Eminem. That's right, Kanye and Eminem on a DJ Khaled record and for those of you guys who know Jesus is King was an album that came out a couple, you know, a couple years ago and the song Use This Gospel was actually on that so this is a remix of that song you know, I'm curious to see what it's going to see what's gonna be but now moving on from music kinda but still rambling I was watching this fucking podcast episode from the Joe Rogan experience and Dave Mustaine was on there that's right, Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. I don't know if you guys even know Megadeth. Because there's probably not a lot of metal fans. And for the most part, I've kind of been um, aiming this show, I guess, towards like uh, rap and hip-hop and stuff. But, uh, tch, come on, man. Megadeth? You gotta know Megadeth. Symphony of Destruction by Megadeth. Off of their 1992 countdown to extinction. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? This record came out as Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all those motherfuckers were rocking out. Symphony and Destruction, guys, by Megadeth. So, check this out. That gentleman, Dave Mustaine, the singer, composer, songwriter of Megadeth songs, was on the latest episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. And I haven't actually heard the whole thing yet, but, he's, he's man, this is a great conversation. So, if you guys are fans of that, or are fans of just, like, old, you know, thrash metal and stuff like that, new metal, or not new metal, uh, thrash metal and, like, metal music, um, check it out. It's a good conversation. But he said something that I thought was very funny. And at the same time, it reminded me of this other meme, which was funnier. Which was, you know, they started talking about drugs, the drugs conversation, how drugs are way stronger now than they were back in in their days. And the main thing that he used was herb. He said, man, the cannabis that's out nowadays, the weed that's out now, way way stronger than the stuff we were smoking back then and that kind of made me think this other meme that I saw might have some validity it had a picture of uh, Bob Marley on a table and um, Jesus they were roasting this man and I, I love Bob Marley but they were cooking this guy look they said there's a big old stack of weed right But then when you really look at it, compared to the stuff we have now, it don't look like that, right? So they said, oh, hell no. Bob was smoking that straight dookie pack. Jesus. And then another one. What in the goddamn? They said this will severely affect the ZAR community. The fuck was that? They said, "Man, this is the midiest of mid packs." God damn! They said, "Pack looked like poop from a cow." But listen, that is fucked up. But fuck, dude, they're not lying. Our cannabis fucking uh uh icon was was smoking the best stuff they had back then. And it's not, it wasn't the greatest. You know, I remember seeing a picture of high times throughout the years. And uh, you could actually see, like, the cannabis improving so damn much. Like, there was, like, a, a book of what the top 40 strains were, I think, in, like, 1977. It looks like the shit that was on Bob Marley's desk on that picture. And this is back in the heyday. So we can't necessarily talk too much fucking shit, guys, because it took those midiest of mid-packs. It took those stoners back in the day wanting to keep smoking that to get to where we are now. Because you got to think, man, Back then, there was either cigarettes or nothing, right? So you have people smoking their cigarettes. So they didn't even see what was inside of there. I mean, they knew the little tobacco shreds. But then, but then to see somebody bring a little baggie of this home, you fucking catch them. You're like, hey, what you got in that bag? Opens up the bag and you see a bunch of that shagweed, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'd be pissed as fuck my kid, too. I'd be like, what the fuck is this? Oh no, I've never smoked weed in my life, but this is what you guys are smoking. God damn, this is like a fucking ran over uh, a ran over dust bunny, a, a fucking dust ball. You know what I'm saying? It's like what the fuck. So hey, we can't hate. We can't hate because, like I said, it, it was them liking that and just kind of saying, "Oh fuck it, man." I don't give a shit what you guys say Yeah this shit looks like some Dirty ass Mexican sensimilla But I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking take these seeds home And I'm gonna keep growing that shit And I'm gonna keep growing that shit And then it just kept getting a little bit better And better And better And better And now we got motherfuckers like Burner Famous as fuck for his cookies You know what I'm saying That, would, it, that would've never happened had it not been for that old bunk weed. So, guys, man, chill, man. Chill on the fucking Bob Marley hate, yo. Like, yeah, it was funny as fuck, but I... Nah, man, look. You gotta appreciate where we come from, man. You gotta appreciate where we come from, all right? This motherfucker was smoking... You, you remember that song where it's like, I smoked two joints and I smoked two more and then I smoked two more? As a stoner, sometimes I'm like, damn, dude, I can't smoke that much. This motherfucker was a smoking legend. Nah, they were just smoking that. So that's like smoking cigarettes with a little bit of a high. It wasn't that bad, you know. It took them to get to where we are now, guys. Come on, this is Urban Society Podcast, and you are listening to Motherfucking Bob Marley. Is this love. Something about this music, man. It's so chill. It's so damn chill, man. So damn chill. So, guys, um, I don't know if you guys are fans of Bob Marley. But if you're not fans of Bob Marley, go out there and at least listen to some of his early records, man. He's got... He he was like the king of the 70s, dude. He literally was. While everybody was, you know, hippying it up, he was out here just... Still making music you can dance to, you can vibe to like... Cause look I'm not talking shisty. But uh got to know, to know, to While that was dominating the airwaves in every hippies house while they were getting stoned. Our hippies ended up making different music. You know what I'm saying? Hippies here, and in, in America, they're doing stuff like this. Box of Rain by Grateful Dead off of American Beauty, released in 1970. So that's what the hippies over here were doing, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I uh, I say you guys should respect uh, respect the people who had to smoke all that nasty swag weed. Because it took them to get where we are now. So round of applause to all the stoners that the year. And since we have a round of applause um, I want to give a round of, another round of applause To uh, Jack Harris He was sometimes called The emperor of Hemp. He was actually The American Cannabis Rights Activist He could You uh, could say Kicked everybody's ass To get this shit Back to where it is now Cause he lived through all the bullshit You know He lived during the ages Where it was um, It was outlawed So he said Nah fuck all that shit we're going to get this shit started. So, anybody out there who participates or supports uh, herb, hemp, medicinal cannabis, recreational, whatever it is, you know, as long as you're the age, of the age. If you guys are out there and you support me, a no, big shout out. And thank you guys for listening to the HNS uh, podcast because it's part of my culture here. You just smoke weed, kick back, and say f- all day. Nah, I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> oh man. I doubt you guys do even fucking listen to this podcast. Anyways, um since uh I'm kinda rounding it out, two things I wanted to talk about. I went my whole fucking life without seeing a single lick of the Game of Thrones. And I was I was uh, subjected to watching an episode of House of the Dragon. And fuck. I'm hooked. Just like that. It's done Every Sunday. Booked. Booked. Do not hit me up for, any, for anything Sunday nights. Because um, apparently that's going to be the schedule that I'm going to be subjected to at least until this season is over and after that i may be put in a bunker and made to catch up on all of the rest so if that is the case pray for me things might be tough but for now i'm gonna round things out with one last thing i saw a tier list that uh i usually don't look at tier lists I saw a tier list. that really captivated me. It really caught my attention. And it was a tier list of horoscopes and um, their rankings. I'm going to read it to you real quick. Not the whole thing, but just the part that matters. Okay. It said, this is top tier. Number one. Pisces women. Good for them. Number two. Sagittarius. Oh, 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 oh. I skipped. Guys, my eyes. My eyes. Oh, oh. My eyes. They lied to me. Number two is actually Libra, Libra Madden. That's right, mother. And then number three, I think that's all we really care about, right? Who's in the top three? Number three is Sagittarius Women. Hey, yo. However, uh, The rest of these rankings go top tier, middle tier, bottom tier, hell, the lowest part of the deepest pit of hell. You guys want to know who those two are? Before we go there, we must play one more Megadeth song. It's called Holy Wars The Punishment New Down at the deepest, darkest depths of hell You got two One woman class Scorpio women. If you guys have ever dealt with Scorpio women and you know, I need to know. Give us feedback and testimony. We need it. And at the very, very bottom of all depths of hell. Is there... Is there any... Is there... Hold on. Before I tell you guys the very, very bottom of the depths of hell, I need to see if there is a uh, soundboard for just fire. Can't fire. That's not it. I need more like a campfire. What to do? I need a, a nasty, insane pyro. Oh, you know what? I don't mean to be fucked up to Dave Mustaine, but. The band that he was once in and sadly no longer is not, has a song called Jump in the Fire. (laughs) Off of their debut record, which Dave Mustaine was actually a part of, at least song-wise, Kill Em All, at the very, very bottom of the depths of hell. In my spot because I probably just did some fucked up shit today. I'm sorry, Dave, Is Pisces men? If you guys have ever dealt with Pisces men, let me know because apparently they fucking suck. But yeah, besides that, I'm just glad I made it in the top top three bitches and not three. <laughs> I'm two, ho. You know what? Number one had to be reserved for the ladies. I'll put the ladies up there. I've never personally dealt with a Pisces woman, but I think it's hilarious how the Pisces man is at the bottom and the Pisces woman's at the top. What's the deal with you Pisces? Very crazy. Very. It's just, it's it's a complete complete opposite, right? So, who knows? Um. Yeah. If you guys uh, listened all the way to the end, thank you. If you didn't, psh, do so next time. All right. This has been a uh, another random episode of the H and S podcast, episode number fifty one. Finally getting started on the downhill, or I guess I guess it's still a climb up. But you know we're on the second leg of the hump towards one hundred. And when we get to one hundred, I got a I got something crazy for you guys. Okay, you guys don't even know it. But for now. Thank you for listening. One more round of applause. I need some more guests on your show. Get your fucking answers over here. Don't be fucking shy. You guys have been dope. Go go out there and say the word. And have a good day.